fam. Welcome to the Prescription for Change podcast. Are you a working professional, busy mom, and tirelessly trying to bring your A-game in your career? Do you prioritize your family and their needs before your own, leaving little to no time for self-care? Do you secretly fantasize about the days you are at your physical peak and confident with your body and in your skin? Are you tired and struggling with the never-ending journey to better nutrition, physical fitness, and mental health? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then this podcast is for you. I am your host, Dr. Michelle, board-certified physician, mom of two, and your health coach. This podcast will transform the way you think about food and your health so you can break away from perfection paralysis and finally start to live your life intentionally. Let's get started. Hey fam, thanks for joining me for another episode. I'm going to jump right into this one, which I'm excited about as always. So how many of you center your day around your meals or what you're going to eat? So I know that this is something that I do a lot more now than I ever did before, but I think it's because I appreciate food a lot more and I have an appreciation for thinking about what the food is doing for my body and what I'm putting into my body, where it's coming from, how it's prepared, all of the things, the details that kind of go into it. So when I sit down for a meal, I've talked before about loving to just have that time to sit and enjoy a hot meal, because to me, that is something that's the whole experience. That's part of it, right? Is being able to actually appreciate the food. So I don't like sitting in a car and eating or rushing to eat. I've never been a fast eater. My parents, grandparents, everyone in my family would always tell me that when I was little, I would sit and take my time and eat. I was always the maybe the first one at the table, but the last one to definitely finish eating. But I savor my food and savor all of the flavors and tastes. So today I'm talking about living a food-centric life, but not living in a food-centric life in the mindset of, you know, I have to eat something or getting anxious about preparing a meal or getting anxious about eating itself or what you can actually eat, or maybe having a little bit of worry or anxiety if you're going out to an event, a birthday party, a wedding, um, a, a shower of sorts, anything where there's a big celebration or just going out to a restaurant with friends and not having to pick from a few select things because you're on a restrictive diet, whether it's some program that you're following or whatever diet is trending or just, you know, whatever your friend said you should be doing. Not from that perspective. That perspective is... um you know, just having this warped perspective of what food is supposed to be and what it does for our body or not really understanding that. And so when you're coming from that place, it's coming from a place of negativity and you're not able to 
enjoy the food the way that you should and you're not able to enjoy those flavors because when you're eating, you're going into it with a mindset of I'm doing this because I have to and not because there's going to be anything that I'm truly going to enjoy or wishing that you could have all of the the sweet treats or salty um, snacks that you like to eat. So if you're thinking about all the foods that you can't have while you're out eating somewhere, then that is probably the worst mindset to be because you're not in a place to be able to enjoy food and truly um, get that whole experience, which is what I teach my clients how to do, how to get into that place where you're looking at food from a positive framework, you're changing your mindset about what meals are, how you're cooking, if you're cooking at all, um, and just changing the way that you perceive food so that you can enjoy it in a way that is going to be good and that you're going to feel good about and you're not going to feel guilty after eating a meal or trying to count every single calorie or figure out every single thing that's in it that you know, could mess up your current diet. So living a food centric life from the perspective of food neutrality, which I've talked about before, meaning that the food is just the food. It is not you're not assigning any labels to it, you're not making it mean anything about yourself or, you know, your self worth or body image or anything else. The food is just that it's just the food. And so being able to come to your meals with that mindset is really going to change your perspective. So living a food centric life, which I think most of us do, it's just being in that in that right frame of mind. So no matter where you are, whether you're in the States, or you're in Europe, or Africa, or Asia, I think most of us are living our lives centered around food. If you have family or friends over, you're thinking about what snacks or meals or what can you have out? What can you have ready? Making sure that whenever, I know whenever I'm cooking, I always make sure that there's extra, mainly because I want to be able to, you know, pair my meals and and um, be able to have some leftovers for lunches and things like that. I do very little takeout. Um, so most of us are you know, most of the time we're packing our lunches and um, eating home-cooked meals for dinner um, as well as breakfast. But most of us are kind of thinking about what if someone comes over? So I always make sure that I have extra food for that reason. I can throw together a charcuterie board very quickly if I need to because I usually have some staple things in my fridge and pantry. So the, I'm going to go over kind of the the tips or strategies to be able to get to this place, right? So how do you live a food-centric life? So the first thing is being able to enjoy the meals, take your time with the meal, engaging with the food. And in order to do that, you have to taste your food. So taste is a big thing. The last episode I did... Um, a week ago was about rewiring our taste buds and being able to exercise those muscles. So if we're not using our sense of taste, if we're not using all of those senses, then those muscles are going to be weak or that our sense of taste in that area is going to be weak. So if you're always eating um, sweet 
snacks or wanting something sweet, then your that taste bud is going to be on 10 all the time. That's what you want. That's what you're going to crave. You're not really engaging your sense of taste for bitter or sour or unami or salty. And then that could go for any of the the senses. So whatever your kind of um, vices, I always say mine is chocolate. I like the sweet treats, but I've been able to retrain my taste buds so that I'm not only experiencing the other taste and being able to appreciate those flavors, but I've also kind of converted my sense of sweet um, to more of like, a, a bitter chocolate or liking the dark chocolate. And I appreciate that taste and that flavor a lot more. So you can retrain your taste buds. I talk about this with children all the time, or this is one of the things that we talk about when you're introducing foods to infants is that they don't have any idea what the different tastes are. They don't know, you know, if you don't like peas, don't project that on your child and say, well, they're not going to like peas. And if they reject it the first time, you just stop giving it to them. It's the same thing for yourself. It doesn't matter how old you are, you're able to retrain those taste buds. So being able to taste the food during cooking, after cooking, trying new flavors. If you're not someone who likes to cook, if you're, um, you know, eating at somebody else's house or you're doing takeout, being able to appreciate the different flavors, expanding your palate and even trying something new. I was not a very experimental eater before and I have learned to just you know, kind of go out on a limb. So one of the things that I really enjoy doing is if I go out to a restaurant, I like to just do the chef's tasting because it's something that I trust, you know, they're a chef there for a reason. And I trust that they know what flavors and things to put together. And well, I was going to say nine times out of 10, but 10 times out of 10, it's going to be something something on there within that menu that I would have never even thought to try or flavors I may not have even thought to put together um, that just may have seemed odd to me. So whenever people, chefs add chocolate into um, any savory dishes or, you know, adding something sweet into something that's supposed to be more savory. Those are the things that are always intriguing to me and makes me want to um, kind of up my or level up my cooking game as well, because I like to kind of deconstruct the meal and see if I can taste the different seasonings and flavors and um, herbs that were put into it and spices. And so that's something that I enjoy doing now, but that's after being able to appreciate those different tastes. So expanding your palate, trying new things, um, appreciating those flavors, tasting your food, truly tasting it. The second thing is learning to cook. So if you're not really savvy in the kitchen, one of the things that I, um, or one of the episodes I did previously was healthy is delicious. And so I talked about some of the things that I have that are just kind of stock in my house that I know I will always have if anything else runs out. There are a few select things that I always have in my fridge or in my pantry so that I'm able to put together a meal. And that just is something I've learned over time and with practice. I've watched my grandma and my mom cook in the kitchen a lot. And so I've been able to pick up a lot of those things. But I don't really follow recipes or I'll come up with a recipe of my own based on the flavors that I want to have for that night or what are the things that I want to try. So 
that's basically how I come up with my meals. But if you're not someone who either enjoys cooking or you think that you don't know how to cook, it's everyone can do it. I'll start with that. So you just start with something simple. If you like to follow a recipe so that you kind of get the hang of it, that's perfectly fine. Um, But just trying to get a little bit more familiar with the kitchen and not making it so intimidating. It doesn't have to be, you know, five-star restaurant level, but something that you enjoy. So think about the things that you like to eat and then just create that on your own. And if you have a few stock things, like I said, you'll be in good shape. Um, But when you learn to cook, you also appreciate a well-made dish. So the things that you're eating when you're getting takeout or you're eating at a friend's house or you're at an event or whatever the the case may be that you're eating is that you're able to appreciate a well-made dish. You're able to appreciate it that much more because you know what went into it, where the food came from or where, you know, the, the produce, the veggies, fruits, whatever it is that you're eating, where it came from. And then you can also um, learn how to incorporate different foods and you know not there aren't things that are all evil so I'm going to use the example of carbs because that is usually the thing that most of us try to eliminate is that carbs are gonna make us gain weight or carbs are no are no good but there are there is a lot of value to carbohydrates we need it for fuel right that's how we fuel our bodies and gives us energy and so there's a place for everything. There's a place for all types of food. So being able to appreciate that um, when you're cooking. The other thing is eating well. So when you eat balanced meals, not only is it going to keep you full or you're going to have a sense of satiety, you're not going to feel the need to snack throughout the day. It's going to decrease or even eliminate cravings. And then you decrease the number of times that you're kind of mindlessly snacking. So you feel like you want something to eat. It may be your body telling you that you're thirsty instead. And so you just reach for the closest snack. You go into the pantry or, you know, go to the snack bar, whatever, at work or wherever you are and just pick up something that you're not really thinking about what it's going to give your body. So when you feel hungry, when your body is telling you that it's hungry, it needs nutrients, not calories. Nutrients, not calories. And so that's one of the biggest things is that we're thinking about calories, how much can I get in, or making sure to minimize the number of calories in whichever end you're on, and not having that balance of it's not about the calories, it's about the nutrients. And if you have the right nutrients, then the calories don't really matter because those nutrients are going to get to where they need to go. It's going to fuel you and it's going to give you that sense of fullness so that you're not constantly eating throughout the day. There's really no need for us to eat every hour. If you're eating a balanced meal, you're giving your body the things that it needs, you're giving it the essentials, then that's going to keep you full for a longer stretch of time and eliminate that need for snacking. So that is, you know, when you're planning your meals, again, this idea of food being central is you're thinking about what's going into it and how it's going to be tasty and delicious and a complete meal that's going to be satisfying. 
So eating well um, is a big thing and that allows you to enjoy all of your foods. So you don't have to say, I'm gonna eliminate this group completely because you're not gonna have that same craving for it. If you're, if you're eating nutrient-dense food and you're giving that body the fuel that it needs, then you're going to eliminate the cravings and by default, decrease a lot of that snacking and the thing that's causing you to be in this kind of downward spiral to begin with. So you don't have to avoid the ice cream or the cake or the cookies or whatever treats you like, the chips, because you're not going to be snacking on it as often as you normally would. So if you have a good meal and you're eating well and you're eating balanced, then you eliminate that craving for all the other things. And then when you truly do want something sweet or you want a treat, then you can have it without that feeling of guilt. The next thing is being creative. So this is another one for all the moms out there. If you have little ones or you've been in that space, I know that you remember what it was like trying to get them to eat different foods. And so toddlers are very amusing to me because they can eat literally the same food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for like three weeks in a row, totally unconcerned. I've had so many parents who were just baffled by this. Like my kid only wants mac and cheese. That's all they'll eat. They want it for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, mac and cheese all the time. And then one day they just don't want mac and cheese anymore. And I always just say, think about you know, when you have a taste for something, when you're like, oh, I don't really feel for this, or I want that, or you're thinking about the foods that you're eating. Yeah, sometimes when you're either making your food, you're in a food rut, or you're getting takeout, you're like, oh, I don't really feel for that. And so it's the same thing with toddlers is that, you know, they're eating the food that they like, but they kind of eat it to a point where it's like, I don't want this anymore, but they'll come back around to it. So feeding a toddler means that you need to get creative. And so reintroducing some foods that may have fallen off before or trying to introduce um, new foods and pairing it with foods that they love or really enjoy eating so that you're giving something new and something old or something that's familiar. And so then that's the way that you're able to introduce some new tastes. But the creativity also comes with knowing how to use the things that you already have on hand instead of having to look up a recipe, go and get all the ingredients at the grocery store or order it through um, a delivery service and then having to follow every single step and have ingredients left over that you probably will never ever use again because you did it for this one recipe. So the creativity is in just being able to think about what it is that you have and creating a meal out of it. I'm always amazed still at my mom and my grandma who I look up to as far as um, being cooking gurus because they could make a meal out of literally anything that's in the fridge. When you're looking in the fridge and you're like, there's nothing there and they're able to make a meal out of it. So um, that has always been pretty interesting to me and not just any meal, something that tastes absolutely delicious. So um, you just have to be creative. And so not just with toddlers, but again, with yourself is retraining our taste buds and relearning how to 
enjoy food and how to eat. And that goes into the last point that I want to make is just enjoying the food. So the food is just the food, but it's also the experience that comes along with it and who you're with when you're eating. So there's a sense of comfort in sitting at a table or being around friends or family and savoring those moments, truly enjoying those moments, being present in that moment, not just eating just to eat, but also being in good company. And so that's just a really feel good thing to me. Um, And that is what I associate with comfort food is the comfort of the company that you're keeping while you're enjoying a delicious meal. So those are some of the tips that I have for being food centric. I am a self-proclaimed foodie. And so these are the things that I have found that have helped me along the way, but also along my health journey, because once I have this mindset surrounding food, I'm not afraid of it anymore. I'm not afraid of what's going to happen if I eat this. I'm not constantly thinking about, you know, calorie creeping or looking at scales or being obsessed about the next time I need to work out or how many calories need to be burned is that I'm truly enjoying the food, the experience that comes along with it, learning how to cook better, appreciating what goes into it, appreciating all of the flavors, expanding my palate and doing all of those things. And it is just a different place. It feels good to be on this side. It truly does. And I would love for all of you out there who, you know, were in that place where I was, where you're just not enjoying food for any number of reasons and not being able to um, either have the time or the patience or feeling like it's something that you can't really enjoy because you're worried about all of the things. If that is you, then I really want you to sit with this, all of the things that I talked about in this episode, so that you can approach your meals and the food that you're eating from a food neutrality point of view and having food be the center without it being anxiety provoking. So that's what I want to leave you all with today. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did creating it. Cheers to your health.